You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Well, my friends, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Again, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Thank you so much for joining us for the next 30 minutes. It sure is not a robbery for you to be with us. We know that your heart will be blessed and your soul will be revived in the things of the Lord. So this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and that they should tune in and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And as we listen to the Word of God today, I encourage you to tune everything out that will distract you or cause you to lose focus. And here is my beloved husband speaking on the subject, God's divine assurance to his children. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. It's a good thing, my friends, to give thanks unto the Lord and to bless his holy name. Today, we would like to go to the book of Haggai, Haggai, uh, chapter 1. And I'd like to read verse 13 of this little book in the Old Testament. It reads as follows. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. What a great verse of scripture, which reminds us that God is with us. And that is a blessing to know that God is with us, my friends. That's divine assurance, just to know that. The prophet's message to the people was one of affirmation. The message is that God is with us. So because of that, we now must draw, because we are, God is with us, we know that to be a fact. That's our assurance. We now must draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. It was Fanny J. Crosby who wrote, the great hymn, perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Because of that divine assurance we have in God, my friends, we can praise him because of that divine assurance that we have in God. We now can, number one, trust in God's timing. We can trust in God's timing. You know, my brothers and my sisters, God is never late. I, I, let me say that one more time. I said, God is never late. He may not come when you want him, but he is never late. And that is a blessing. That is a great thing to give us hope to restore life in us. The psalmist in Psalms 119 verse 126 says, 
It is time for the Lord to work. Isaiah 49 and verse 8 says, Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I heard thee. I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. In the time accepted, I have heard thee, because God is never late, my dear brothers and sisters. The Bible also talks about a time for everything. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, in the first number of verses, it's talking about a time to be born, a time to die, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, and a time to dance, and a time to stop dancing, and the list goes on and on. Perfect timing, my brothers and my sisters, can be found only in Christ Jesus. Only in Christ can we find perfect timing. For Romans 5 and verse 6 tells us, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. In due time, which is God's perfect time, he died for the ungodly. With all I have said now, my friends, I know I can trust in God's timing. I know I can trust in God's promises. I know I can depend upon my God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it tells us we must trust in the Lord with all our hearts. And we must not lean unto our own understanding, but in all our ways we must acknowledge God and God will direct our paths. For he works in his time. So we must learn what it is to have confidence in God's timing. We must learn what it is to have faith in God's timing. We must learn what it is to wait on God's timing. Because you know, those who wait upon the Lord, the Bible says, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as the eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and they will not faint, my friends. That's for those who know about God's timing. That's the, for those who are confident that they know that God's timing is perfect. God's timing is right. And God's timing, that is also true. Then number two, we can learn to rely on God's promises. The dictionary defines the word rely as to have confidence, as to trust, to look to another for support or aid, to depend on one. And my friends, we are in a perfect time and a perfect place where we must learn what it is to completely rely and to have confidence and to trust in a true and our living God. We can depend upon him. There is a song we used to sing uh, many years back. I'm depending on you, Jesus. I'm depending, Lord, on you. Haggai's message to the people is that God is with us. In our ups and in our downs, God is with us. In times of plenty and in times of lack, God is with us. My friends, in times of sicknesses and diseases like we are experiencing now, God is still with us. In fact, he is in our going out and he is 
with us in our coming in. He is with us everywhere we go. You, you know you cannot hide from God. Because even though you go down to the depths of the ocean, guess what? God is there. God is with us. His promises are true. Therefore, we can rely on his promises. David depended on him in the 23rd Psalm. And in the fourth verse, David puts it very well. Watch this. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he says, God is with me. And when you have that kind of confidence, when you have that level of trust, you can go through the dark hours of the night. You can go through the valley of the shadow of death. And you can go in confidence because you know that God is with you. The Hebrew boys experienced that when they were threatened to be cast into the burning fiery furnace. They had their confidence in the true and in the living God. They told the king it doesn't matter. They said that even though God himself doesn't show up, they still will not bow to his image because they had this level of confidence in a true and a living God. They knew that God would be with them. When Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, yes, as a, as a person, as a human being, yet he might have a little moment where he was afraid, but he knew that God was with him. Glory to his name. Mary and, and Martha depended on him. They said, come over. For the one that you love is sick. They depended upon him to come over and heal their brother. And even though he was already dead by the time Jesus got there, but the brother came back to life because God was with them. My help, my friends, the Bible says, comes from the Lord. The psalmist puts it well in Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Glory to his name. I'm not, my help doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from my friends. My help doesn't come from my neighbor. No, my friends, the Bible tells us that our help is coming from the Lord. All of my help, all of my help comes from the Lord. So we trust in his timing. We rely on his promises. Now we must wait for his answer. Everyone is in a rush today. Oh yeah, man. You know, you know how our world is, is just rushing on and people have no time to even breathe. They are always in a rush going here and going there. We pray, but we cannot wait for the answer from God because we are in a rush. My friends, God answers prayers. And if we have this confidence, if we have this assurance that God still answer prayers, then we must learn to wait for an answer from him. In, in Psalms 27 and verse 7, it says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me. And check this out. And answer me. Have mercy upon me. And the psalmist was asking God to have mercy on him and to hear his cry and to answer his prayer. In Psalms 86 and verse 7, 
He says, in the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Glory to his name. That's blessed assurance that we heard earlier. Oh yeah, man, that's blessed assurance. In times of trouble, when I call upon God, he will hear my cry and he will answer me. In Psalms 143 and verse 1, he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness, answer me. So all through the word, we see that God hears and God answers prayers, my friends. That's a wonderful thing. When you have that level of confidence in a true and a living God. When you know that when you call upon him for whatever the situation is, that God will hear your cry and God will answer your prayers. That brings comfort to a troubled heart. That brings hope to a troubled heart, my friends, to know that when you call upon God, he will hear your cry and he will answer your prayers. He has answered to your cry and to your prayers today and to others. Many of us are crying, but God is hearing our cry and is answering our prayers. It's a song which says, Hear, O Lord, the sound of my voice. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy. My soul is longing for the glory of you. Hear, O Lord, and answer me. Then we must rejoice in his goodness. All through the Bible, it talks about God's goodness. Every day you hear somebody saying, God is good. And when they say that it's not a lie, it's the truth. Because I have experienced how good God really is. His goodness is demonstrated in his love for us. That's why he gave his life for us, my friends. We also see it in his daily provision and his daily protection for us. So we know that God is good. We have been given grace and we've been given mercy, which we do not deserve. It's all because of God's goodness. David says goodness and mercy. They will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Therefore, I have a reason to rejoice when I think of the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for me. Oh, my soul cries out, hallelujah, because God is really good. In Psalms 32 and verse 11, the psalmist says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous and shout for joy all ye that are upright in heart. What a powerful verse of scripture. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous. You are not righteous on your own. We have in us the righteousness of God. Tell and shout for joy. I cannot stand the Christians who are seemingly, they feel like the world is against them and everything is against them and they are always bitter and that kind of stuff. No, my friends, we ought to be happy people because we have the word of God. We ought to be happy people because Christ is living in us. And the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope 
of glory. And because I have the hope of glory, I can rejoice in that truth. To know that Christ is in me, I can shout for joy. We ought to be happy everywhere we go. We ought to be happy in plenty. We ought to be happy in lack. We ought to be happy at every time because we have the God of glory living in us. In First Chronicles 16 and verses 8 to 11 says, Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. My friends, if I were you, I'll go back and read that portion of scripture from First Chronicles 16 verses 8 to 11 again. It says, glory in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face not only one time, but he says we must seek God's face all the time. Continue worldly. Glory to his name. Then we must relax in his presence. We must relax in the presence of the Lord. To relax is to rest from your own effort. To relax is to rest from your own worries and your cares. But now you must do it, watch this, in the presence of God. Not like Jonah who tried to run away from God's presence. Because you know my friends, you cannot run from God. Because he can outrun you at any time, any day, anywhere. So he can never outrun God. So Jonah was trying to outrun God. He thought, well, if I go down to Joppa and find the ship going to Tarshish, and if I go down to the travel agent and I pay my ticket, go down into the ship and I go down to sleep and that kind of stuff. But he kept going down and down and down because he cannot run from the presence of the Lord. We have to learn what it is to relax in the presence of the Lord. David in Psalms 51, that he had sinned against the Lord. He says, I beseech you, God, not to cast me away. He was begging God not to cast him away from his presence. Because David knew perfectly well what it is to be in the presence of the Lord, my friends. In Psalms 95 and verse 2, he says, Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with sound. We must come before God's presence to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Bible says we must make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, how we must serve the Lord with gladness. And that's why sometimes you hear me get excited when I am proclaiming the word of the Lord. And my wife has to kind of tell me, slow down, slow down. But I get excited in proclaiming the message of the cross. And I know what it is to relax in the presence of the Lord. Because my friends, in the presence of the Lord, you know what? There is fullness of joy, my friends. Fullness of joy. When you are in the presence of the Lord, you have no right and no need to be sad. When you are in the presence of the Lord, you have no need to worry. When you are in the presence of the Lord, my friends, 
All that matters is that you are seeing the glory of a great, a true, and a living God who has promised, my friends, that he will be with us. He will watch over us. And so tonight we were talking about God's divine assurance to his children. Oh, we know that man, God loves us. He cares for us and he is taking care of us. But tonight our job is to encourage you and to challenge you to stay in the presence. Relax yourself in the presence of a true and a living God. Glory to his name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That was indeed a powerful word for right now. God's divine assurance to his children. If you are a child of God, you have that assurance. You can say with boldness and with confidence that Jesus is mine. So it doesn't matter what may come your way. Troubles, trials, testing. In spite of all these things that may come against you, you have that assurance that Jesus is with you. Whatever may try to come against you, you have his assurance, you have his protection, you have his covering over you. So do not fear because your assurance is in Jesus. Praise God. We never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Tonight we want to encourage you to do that before time shall be no more. Father in heaven, we thank you. And we praise you because we, we thank you because you are true and you are powerful. You are great. So we give you thanks. We give you praise. We love you. We worship you. We adore you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We pray that you'll speak to hearts, O God, and you will trouble our souls and to bring us to the place where we will acknowledge the fact that we are to enjoy your very presence because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Have your divine way tonight, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So if you are motivated by today's message or today's word, you can reach out to us at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Bye now. Oh, peace to all of you.